Welcome to the Dr. Mike's Universe podcast. This podcast is a place where I share my stories, my thoughts, and my interests. It's also a place you can come to have a good time and maybe learn a thing or two along the way. So thank you so much for being here. And if you haven't already subscribed, please smash that button now. All right, let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast. Uh, today, I have a really special guest, Dr. Shelly Nash. Um, we actually met on Instagram. So the universe kind of uh, attracted us to each other through Instagram and we resonated with each other because we we like basically we share a lot of the the same concepts on our social media and uh, she reached out and we had a conversation and I felt like she needed to be on the podcast so um, yeah it was awesome this interview is great she gives a lot of insight on mindset she's known as the mindset coach so she was a she's a chiropractor by trade uh, who developed a really great an amazing skill in mindset coaching so uh yeah i hope you enjoy this podcast and uh if you haven't already done so if you can give me a a subscribe or a follow uh, or even a review on apple Podcasts, that'd be great and yeah let's get into the show all right so we are live welcome to the podcast dr shelly nash um thank you so much yes so it, it, it's, first of all, I want to tell the, the audience how we, we kind of met. So we met over Instagram, which is another amazing reason to have social media to connect with people, like-minded people. And I think if I can remember, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I liked one of your posts. Um, and then either you or your team reached out in a message wanting to do a, a, you know, one-on-one type podcast, uh, interview type style, uh, which I had already had ideas, but I, I feel like that message kind of inspired me to go ahead and start doing that. Yeah. And so, uh, so here you are. Yeah. It's quite amazing. Um, I, yeah, I think you did like something. I mean, you know, it's just a sign of like, even through social media, there's an energetic connection because I, I like instantly knew that we would have good conversations <laughs> yeah. um, from looking at, you know, what you were into and everything. And, um, and I had been looking to start, you know, getting on podcasts and doing my own podcasts and knowing that you had just had one. I was like, perfect. <laughs> yeah, it worked out perfectly. So uh, if you can tell the listeners here a little bit about yourself, um, I know, you know, seeing your Instagram, uh, you are a, what would you describe? Is it like self-development coach, uh, uh, high performance type coach? Yeah. And in a nutshell, I would say a high level mindset coach. Um, and I've just recently started referring to myself as the high level mindset coach, because it's such a common term, um, that for one thing, I don't think a lot of people really know what it means. Um, but there are different levels and depths of mindset to go to. So Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of training in that. So um, how our mindset affects our everything in life, um, including our success. Yeah. So, so 
you're in your practice, you, you basically, you know, bring someone on who feels the need to, you know, they, they want to achieve certain goals in their life that maybe they have a debilitating mindset or outlook on life. Um, and you go in and you try your best to correct or address some of the underlying issues in hopes that they kind of are able to achieve the goals that they want. Is that, is that kind of how you would describe it? Well, I'm no longer practicing chiropractic. Um, I practiced chiropractic for 25 years. And then about five years ago, I decided I wanted to go to another level uh, Mm -hmm. for myself. As a chiropractor, we're always trying to seek to get to the source of the problem, um, to the root cause of the problem, rather than just, just treating symptoms. So as I started diving more into mindset and our thinking process myself, I started realizing that the source of everything is really our thought process and our thinking. Um, and one of the things I was always frustrated about with chiropractic was people would come to me to get fixed, whether it was their emotional health or their physical health, and they seemed to be dependent, you know, and I wanted to make people empowered and independent and be, and, and so that's continued with my um, teaching of mindset. So it's more of a coaching practice that I have right now, coaching consulting practice, um, where I'm really helping people figure out what's holding them back and then getting to their whatever next level they're choosing to go to and then actually accelerating that you know going quantum leaps and you know exponential gains from where they believe is possible now yeah so you said you were practicing you were a chiropractor for how long 25 years 25 years and then and then you made the shift from you know chiropractic medicine into i would i i'm just going to call it mindset medicine doc. I call myself the mindset doc. Yeah, exactly. Mindset doctor. Uh, and that transition happened around what time? About, um, 2015, 16. Um, I had been in my entire adult life pretty much been really interested in personal development and alternative medicine, holistic medicine, obviously. And, and I had done a lot of personal growth classes, things like firewalking and, and um, things like that back in the 80s. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I'd been on that, this path for quite a long time. What kind of drew you to, to mindset, to, to wanting to practice that style? Um, you know, was it yeah. maybe, so like for me personally, like I, you know, I had personal struggles just with my own career and the things that I wanted to achieve. And I, I found like just out of nowhere, like it, you know, the universe presented itself in the form of, you know, books that were self-help or that were about mindset. Um, and so it was like, you know, it all found me in the end, but it was this, these struggles that I had that kind of led me down that road in some aspects. Did you, what, wow. what, what was it that led you to want to be that type of practitioner? <laughs> yeah, I think it, it was definitely life, you know, um, from an early, early time, I was very emotional. And I kept trying to figure myself out, you know, with the self help books and, um, you know, trying to get better. Um, I went to lots of 12 step groups and, um, you know, 
various things in that way. So I'd been through 12 step groups, um, personal development classes, um, of course, chiropractic, various leadership trainings. Um, and then all along though, I kept feeling like I kept getting better. Things kept getting better and better, you know, a little bit, but then I would backslide and then, um, you know, I wouldn't get the success that I wanted to get. And then ultimately I was sitting in my home, looking out the window, questioning life and what did I want to do with my life? And actually back in about 2000, uh, 2000, I had kind of a vision of myself speaking in front of a loud, large crowd of people. And I, then I spent 20 years trying to figure out how is that going to happen? Yeah. Um, is it going to be a network marketing company or how is that going to be? And then um, around 2015, I was, I was realizing that I had a bigger vision for myself. And I knew that the people that I was around at that time, I didn't know anybody that could help me get there. And I knew I didn't know how to get there. And so I just kept thinking, who do I know that can help me? Um, and I was just kind of putting it out to the universe. And then, you know, um, it not, didn't take too long before um, um, the answer started coming to me. And um, Bob Proctor came calling. <laughs> and um, and I'd heard of him before, but I um, didn't really know what he taught. Mm -hmm. I just knew that he was one of the premier mindset coaches in the world and had been doing it for a really long time. I'd met him a couple times at an event that I go to yearly. And so um, I was like, well, if anybody could help me, he could help me, you know, but the fact was, is like, in order to go to someplace we haven't been before, we need to have a guide, you know? And so, mm -hmm. but the ultimate answer, I guess, to your question is that it's, it's been a journey, you know, and every step along the way has led, has put in another piece of the puzzle for me. And I studied body, mind, and emotions for 30 years. I practiced a technique in chiropractic around mind, body, and emotions and clearing out the um, negative patterns that my clients were in. And, and I didn't know, I like to say, I didn't know what I didn't know because it, it wasn't until about a year of studying with Bob Proctor where all the light bulbs started going off. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know what they say, think to create and what you think about comes about. And I had been around people that were saying that and believing that or talking about it anyway. But I really didn't know how one was to go about doing that. <laughs> when, how do you really think and create what you want? Um, so, so what I always talk about Bob is like, I had this whole lattice work of information and knowledge from 35 years plus of my own trying to figure it out on my own. And then Bob just like put in the final pieces, like the missing links to all the information. And then everything started to make sense. So um, there's just something about, um, I guess when you're asking for what you want, um, the pieces fall into place and you don't even know they're falling into place until you look back at 
your life. Mm-hmm. And you go, wow, that was, that was perfect. Steve Job always says this quote from him is that you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So, so that's, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that quote. I got into that mindset work. <laughs> yeah. You actually introduced me to Bob Proctor cause I was unfamiliar with, with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, after we had our first phone call to kind of get to know each other, I ended up getting off the phone and like start looking at his, uh, his YouTube stuff. And then, you know, he got me to purchase the, uh, the, uh, think and grow rich book, uh, which I'm like halfway through it right now. And it's, a, it's an amazing book. And a lot of it, like what you had mentioned is about, um, basically thinking, um, thinking things into your possession i think or what was the term that you you used or you said a while ago it's like thinking well your, think to create or think to create think, think think to create the results that you want yeah. yeah yeah and and you know a lot of it is like you said like it's uh it's hard to grasp like that's what happens when it when you do it and from your story what you said is like you were kind of you were in this, you know, search for like what you wanted to be or where you wanted to be. And it wasn't till the end when you snapped, like the whole time you were in that search of what you wanted to do or who you wanted to be, you were actually thinking it into creation. Uh, and so it's just, it's, it's funny when I, or not funny, but like, it's awesome when I see a story like that is like, you thought, you know, you thought where you wanted to be into, into actuality. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I've always talked, describe myself as a seeker too like just knowing and i think it's it's that knowingness that we're born to do something you know Mm -hmm. and sometimes that gets covered up by life you know what's our true purpose is so and so i think that's the calling that we feel is to go is to do what we're here to do and society um paradigms cover that up and and that's, you know, that's just been always this, the seeking to do what I'm supposed to do, but then to seeking to do, like, how much can I do? Like, you were only given this one life. So how effective can I be? How many people can yeah. I serve? You know, how much can I grow? And it's just been a constant, exciting process. Yeah. That well, Think and Grow Rich is definitely um, the Bible in in self-help, I guess, <laughs> one of them anyway. And I, what I hear from a lot of people I talk to, I say, have you ever read that book? And it was true for me too. I had it and I read pieces of it and then I put it down. Um, it's fairly deep and difficult to understand if you don't have some foundational information. So a lot of people um, have a difficult time getting through it. And yeah, it's not yeah. Every chapter is like <laughs> very uh, in depth. Like you could break down a chapter. You could spend years studying just one aspect of that book, one chapter of, oh, of yeah. that book. Um, yeah. I what I do want to get into like you know because you do work with a lot of individuals that have you know these handicaps in their mindset. What would you say is like the most common? issue that you find with the people that you work with? Um, There's a few really common ones. Um, One is that um, 
com um, caring what other people think about us. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah worrying about what other people think about us. And so we don't do because we're trying to fit in or trying not to rock the boat or, and that's another way that we don't do what we're here to do because we're worried about what family or friends will think about us. So, and, and whenever you start to go out of your comfort zone, <laughs> your family and friends are automatically, you know, if they're staying with you, they're feeling uncomfortable too. And they don't really want that or, or like it. So they kind of try to pull you back to where you used to be. Um, so, so that's one is the, is comparison, um, to other people, um, worried about what other people will think. Um, what would be, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was, I actually wanted to kind of like break, break it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess how, how do you approach? Cause I, I feel like, especially in, in today's society with Instagram and Facebook and you know, all these social medias that connect people, we often get this false um, portrayal of someone's life, you know, in this very beautiful, like yeah. always going on adventures and it's very unrealistic. Um, and I feel like it, to some degree, it, it affects, it affects people to some degree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it affects people a lot. I think, um, it's a opportunity <laughs> with social media and especially if you have a business that requires you to be on social media it's an online business you're you know you need to go on live and um there's there's the just it and it all comes down to our self-image basically mm -hmm. um and because we cannot perform our own self-image so um we have like an inner image and an outer image of how we see ourselves and sometimes seeing yourself in the camera isn't congruent with the inner image that you see, how you see yourself. And so then there's a conflict or there's a chaos. And then, you know, you, you are looking at other people. I try to tell people, don't, don't look at other people that are doing what you're doing. You know, um, don't compare yourself to other people, but it's very easy to slide into that. I mean, I, I have to very consciously not allow myself to do that. It's, it's because we're just on our phones and we're barraged by it. <laughs> um, so that's, that it all boils down to our developing a really, really strong self-image, knowing who you are, knowing that you have unique, unique talents and abilities and that, you know, there's, and also that there's no competition when you are coming from this place of creation and really, um, really just being yourself that, mm -hmm. that it doesn't like, there's a book called what you think of me is none of my business. <laughs> and I just love that book because what I've said is, is what you think of me is none of my business. And if I care what you think about me, I will never reach my goals or do what I am supposed to do. And so it, you know, you just have to ask yourself, you know, do you want to be a full human being and live your life to the fullest? Or do you want to allow other people in outside situations to control you? And most people don't want to be controlled, or maybe they don't even know they're being controlled. So bringing that up to awareness, too. Yeah. 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 I think uh, the, the other thing, too, like to add to to being yourself is, you know, regardless of what career you're in or what you're preaching, 
you have a unique style like you said like you create your own style and and at the end of the day like regardless if you're in the same career as someone else who's doing you know maybe better than you or a little bit more ahead like you're still attracting your own tribe oh exactly you, yeah. you know you people even though you're preaching the same things people are resonating with the way you present that message to them, mm-hmm. to them versus you know the other person yeah. uh and i feel like people i people easily for it's easily forgettable you know we and and it is tough to totally get out of mind that mindset um especially like when i was practicing medicine and stuff like a lot of the people that i have on my instagram are other doctors and we're basically like all posting the same information but funny enough you know our audiences are completely different people you know there's not one patient or potential patient following us that's yeah. You know, following both of us at the same time, you know, you know, it might happen, but a lot of times it's like, it's a complete separate yeah. audience. Well, and, I mean, to get deep, I guess, you know, think about the vibe, whatever vibration was that attracted us. Like normally we probably walking down the street <laughs> wouldn't have talked to each other, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but there, but because of social media in a way we were able to, find out about each other um almost at a deeper level and make a connection kind of about more who we are than what we look like you know yeah or what culture we come from Mm -hmm. it's more in the uh yeah the the interests align Mm -hmm. a lot you know and i think that's what it's that's what's important at the end of the day especially when consuming any any medium that you consume it, it should be you know, um, something that's, that's going to be adding to your life versus, you know, you know, something educated to me, like, I try to make sure I, I consume educational information. And I, and I talk to people who can, you know, inspire, motivate, or educate me on things that I don't already, you know, I don't already know. Um, And so one thing I, and I, when I had cut you off the beginning, because you're going to name the second thing, but I think I know what you're going to say. And it was confidence. Mm-hmm. Is, is the other thing which yeah we could totally talk about that because i feel like the comparison aspect to people you know when you compare yourself to someone it's i feel like it's it's rooted in the lack of confidence that you have in yourself that you know you're constantly looking outward yeah i mean it's um there can be many layers to unpack there around um you know, just, you just don't just turn on the confidence switch, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, because for each person, it's going to be different depending on their upbringing and what happened in their early life. And were they, um, here's a aspect, which is interesting. Like, were you, did you grow up in a very critical environment where you were being criticized a lot, or did you grow up in an environment that you were praised a lot? Um, and if you grew up in a critical environment where you were criticized a lot, you'll have a tendency to be very self-critical older in your older life. Um, and, and it's, and what I found is that even though I, I don't believe that I was criticized that much as a child, I was praised quite a bit. However, my father was very self-critical 
And so he gave me the example of this is what you this is what you do. You're you're self-critical of your body, you're self-critical of of your who you are, you know. So by example, I sort of picked up on that habit and that behavior. So um, depends on our early life. When we're small, zero to six years old, we're like a sponge, we pick up everything from mm. our environment, from our genetics, from the people around us, and we copy it and we become it. And then by the time we're about 18 years old, 98% of all of our habits, beliefs, and our image of ourselves is completely formed. And unless we consciously go in and change it, we're going to run off all of those habits, beliefs, and self-image that we had during those early years. And it's not necessarily going to serve us to get what we want. So um, when we unpack a lot of that stuff from the younger time period and start rebuilding confidence in a way that's going to be, um, you know, affirming who you really are, what the truth is about who you are and affirming what it, where it is that you're going then, um, and really understanding yourself. I guess that's another thing that, um, I learned from Bob Proctor and how he teaches is this understand complete understanding of how, the, the human being, me, you, works, you know? And once you understand how you work, then you understand how everyone works. And you can have, there's much more compassion for other people um, because you know, you know what's happening in their minds, you know what's happening in your mind, you know why you got these results this way, and you are then in control and you can change it. But you have to understand and learn some, some of those things. So well, did that help with confidence? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, it makes me ask, ask the second question, which is, uh, you know, what makes a person realize uh, that it is something that might have been either from external experience being like the environment that they grew up in or they inherited or they took on a personality of someone in their household? You know, like, because I, I feel like a lot of people just don't, realize that that could be what's causing their lack of confidence or the issue the mental issues in their life like how does one yeah. wake up basically from that um well it's it's i probably gaining that understanding and that knowledge that that is what happens that is what happens for everybody it happened to me it happened for your parents your parents were what we call programmed or or conditioned by their parents, by their environment. Mm -hmm. And so this conditioning has been going on for years and years and years. And we have cultural conditioning as well. You know, cultural beliefs, beliefs that our culture believes in that maybe we don't individually believe in. Um, so, um, and a lot of people don't even know what they believe because it's just so much a part of them. So it's really becoming more and more aware of of it you know and exploring exploring it and exploring like what do i believe and and is it something i believe or is it something i was told to believe or i was by example um from someone else that you know we have all, all kinds on money like money doesn't grow on trees um so, again, that's the only one I'm thinking of right now, but, um, you know, there's just, 
a lot of phrases that we use mm-hmm. um, that aren't true, but we've come to believe them to be true. Yeah. So about yourself, you know, what you learn about yourself, um, I think one way to learn it is your current, like what you have in your life right now, we can call it your results, is based on your previous thinking, your previous habits, your previous beliefs, and your self-image. So what you have in your life right now, your job, the amount of money you make, your friends, everything you have right now in your physical reality is a result of previous thinking, we'll call it. So if it's not something you like or want, (laughs) and you want to change it, then you have to start detaching from the current result and creating a new thought process that's going to get you what you do want. So in the process of looking at what's my current result, like what was I feeling, you know, what was I doing to get this current result? What was I feeling? What was, how did I emotionalized? What thoughts did I have in order to have this current result? Um, then you start to kind of unpack, you know, well, that wasn't even my thought. That was something my dad used to say all the time, or my mom used to say, or that's how, what she believes. So some of these things aren't so important that we know it's kind of cool when they, you have the light bulb moment, um, Mm. and you can go and, and why I like it is I can, I can say, if it comes up, I can say to myself, oh, remember, remember it's. I learned that when I was little, they told, you know, and I thought it was true, but it's really not true anymore. So I can now let that go because I don't really believe that anymore. So, so I can kind of talk myself out of, you know, something that's not working because I know it didn't even work for the people that I learned it from. Yeah. Um, So it's a process of, of exploring your life and learning through experience of, trying to go to another level, really, as you try to go to the new, new level, what, what, anytime you go, try, anytime you set a goal that's outside of your current comfort zone, your, your programming, your conditioning that you have puts up a royal fight, you know, Mm -hmm. and it becomes like a mat, it doesn't want you to go out of the comfort zone. And so if you get really quiet and listen, you can hear it screaming at you like, who do you think you are? Don't go there. We can't do that. We don't want to do that. You know, that's frightening. Just stay where you are. Everything's fine. Yeah. You, know? you can hear this whole barrage of, you know, people and, you know, little, little voices, um, you know, trying to keep you small, I guess, you mm-hmm. know? So anytime you're going to attempt to move somewhere out of your comfort zone, that's going to happen. So that's when you start to become aware of what's, of what's in your conditioning, what's in your programming and what needs to be changed. Um, so the purpose of having a goal, you know, is really to grow. It's not necessarily to get the goal. It's really to grow and you grow by, by having, you know, these awarenesses and having to shift yourself and, um, and, you know, the way that you shift yourself, you know, we call that programming a paradigm. And there's two ways to change a paradigm. 
you can change a paradigm by a highly emotional event that happens just like that, like a quickly, and they're usually negative, like a death, divorce, separation, 9-11, huge events that happen mm -hmm. where you make a decision and change your life. Or it can happen, um, the other way that the paradigm is changed is through a lot of repetition of the new idea, of affirmations, of new beliefs, of new habits, of a new self-image. So it, it requires an illogical amount of repetition to change into the new self that you need to become to be at the goal you want to reach. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to ask you that too. It's like, what are the steps to, you know, the most effective steps to get out of that old paradigm? Um, and, and you said it perfectly is because yeah. I had a conversation with another friend of mine and, you know, it came down to like what you said, where it's usually like something tragic in your life that that'll, you know, propel you forward into a new direction that's better for you. Um, and then you brought up the second one, which is uh, where it's, it's a constant repetition. And then for some reason, it kind of, uh, it makes me think of, and, and this would be interesting to get your thoughts on, but um, I've been looking into like psychedelic medicine a lot recently. And, you know, you were saying with, you know, with repetition and that's, you know, that's another way that we can change our own paradigm. It's, it's constant practice. But I was wondering if you knew anything about like psychedelic medicine and like the way it kind of, because ultimately this, this paradigm, it's ingrained in us neurologically, right? It's like these mm -hmm. networks are built up yeah. and structured yeah, yeah. in a way that are really hard to, to break out of. And so, you know, what's cool is I see psychedelic medicine happening and that's exactly what they're finding is that mm -hmm. it it's able to kind of just wash over the old sand and like make it new again, you know, in a really quick way. So that's just a little thing I wanted to put that out there. I, I don't know a lot about that. So I, I guess I can't speak to that, but I can say um, one of the best ways to, to shift yourself is to think about who do I need to become Sorry, my cat. <laughs> you got your cat in the back trying to give it's some advice. It's time. The cats are active right now. No worries. Um, so, um, like you set a goal, and then you say, who do I need to become? Like, how do I need to dress, walk, talk um, to become that person? And then start doing that in little bits and pieces now before you before you get to your goal because have you ever heard that phrase be do and have like um so in in order to have something you want to start acting as if being like where you're where you're going to go mm -hmm. and doing as if you you are already at the goal you want to have and then what what's happening is you're raising your vibration so your goal is at a different vibration than you are right now and yeah. let me see if i can curtail this one um so your goal is up here and you are down here so as, as you start being and doing you start raising your vibration and then eventually your vibration is going to be up to where your goal is. And then you'll start magnetizing it towards you. So 
you know, as soon as you set your goal, your goal is trying to reach you, trying to manifest, trying to come to you. And that, and you have to hold your mind on the goal with such persistence because as soon as you take it off, then the, the energy and the vibration isn't there anymore. Um, so, so I lost my train of thought, but no, um, no worries. Uh, in in your experience, what have what have you? How long has it taken some of the patients or clients that you worked with to kind of, you know, have these results from changing their 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 mindset? Really, mindset. like yeah, yeah. So it depends. Again, just depends on the person, how much effort they put in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people can have big dramatic results in just a month of working with me. Um, and they, it can take three months, six months, um, and even longer. I mean, it's, it's a constant process that you're kind of spiraling up in your awareness and your growth. And it's really, once you get on the train, you don't ever get off of it, which is not a bad thing. It's, it's a good thing. But, um, but Mostly, I was. I, I usually coach people between six months and and a year, and then after that, we go into some more advanced things. Um, but for example, I've had people that have, you know, doubled their income with just one conversation, or um, because they got out, finally got out of their own way, and then you know, make set a big goal, a goal that they thought was a big goal, and then make that in the first month, and then have to increase the goal, and then another person go from you know, really not making anything to making six figures, you know, within within six months to a year. So, um, those are some you know financial goals, I guess. But financial goals are great because they're measurable. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, having having you know, I had one person that you know found her her estranged father after 28 years, you know, and, and I didn't even know that was happening until she told me about it, you know, and that was a result of her, you know, working with me. Um, And, and she continues to text me, I just got a text yesterday of, you know, I wouldn't be doing this if I wouldn't have worked with you. Um, So um, once you, once you understand these principles, you take them into your life, you can, you can um, keep advancing and, and advancing as far as you want to go. Yeah, that's awesome. But usually what happens when people start working with me, you know, they're excited, they're putting in the energy, putting in the work and, um, and getting in the environment that's conducive to growth and getting their goal. And so then they're, um, you know, they're having successes right away. But then what happens is the paradigm that programming doesn't change overnight, you know? Mm-hmm. And so as soon as you maybe slack off and, or, you know, something comes up, you know, that paradigm can sneak in. It's very sneaky. Um, and before you know it, you're not doing what you said you were going to do anymore. I mean, it's yeah. evident in our culture around New Year's, you know, people start diets and by March, by this time of the year, they're not on the diet anymore. They're not working out anymore. And they don't even know what happened. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Uh, is it? Um, is it? Do you think it's because uh, they, you know, initially when they 
start working with someone like you, it's, it's because you're now a person that's outside of their norm, normal friends that really haven't contributed anything amazing in their life. You know, I feel like a lot of people get stuck in a rut. Um, and they're stuck around the same people where, you know, maybe your, your friends that you hang around with aren't super ambitious. You maybe they're complacent in their life and they got everything they need. And so you by default are in a similar situation. You cannot, you know, you can't outgrow because you aren't around people that provide growth. Right. Yeah. So would you say like that initial outreach that you said, you know, when they first meet you, everything's amazing. It's like, holy cow, you know, all this stuff. But, but then it's like, you know, after a while it kind of goes away. It's like maybe like a honeymoon phase, right? A little bit. Well, they get in a new vibration and they like it, you know, and then, and then some of the old thoughts creep in or some of the old doubt creeps in. And, um, you know, so that's, that's one of the, one of the benefits to, to doing, to working with people in the, um, in, in being in that like environment. So one of the things that happens is that when you try to change a behavior, um, like, um, the way you eat or your exercise plan or something like that, um, you're not really getting to that root cause, that source of the problem. You know, if you're, if you're overweight, it's not just, it didn't start with your, how you eat. It started with what you think about yourself and your self image and how you feel about yourself and how you talk about to yourself. And so if you're only changing how you eat, then you tend to go back to the old thinking process, which start, you know, which ends up going into the old eating ways that mm-hmm. you did. Yeah. So that's why there's so much yo-yo dieting and up and down dieting. And it's a huge business, you know, because um, people want to change, but they just don't know that changing the behavior is only a temporary result, that they have to go into the thought process, the emotional process of what started it to begin with so how does someone go about like diving into that like learning the thought process or like figuring out what's you know what are the thoughts that are causing me to be this way like how how do i how do i identify them um again again awareness i guess um awareness like i had talked about before um i I guess maybe if it helps you answer the question, like, are you sitting down with someone and like analyzing their history from like the time they were born? Like, is it oh, like a conversational no. type situation? How does it work? Okay. So like, maybe, like how would you yeah. inspire me to f- discover that self in- inside? Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to also mention that like I've worked with, I come from um, a long history of eating disorder myself Um, and I've, I've worked with some people where we never talk about that. We never talk about food. We never talk about the eating patterns, the eating disorder, and they get better Mm -hmm. because we're talking about them and building them up and building their confidence. Um, but as far as working with me, um, it's more of, um, a group, a group coaching situation and a, and a few individual coaching sessions, you know, guidance through, um, some, um, it's not really 
materials, I guess I would say, some learning materials mm. um, and some educational materials, some time for lots of time for self-reflection um, in that. And then, um, you know, feedback on that, kind of guiding them through it. So because everybody's so individual, you know, I tried to set up a program that really hits all the areas. And for me, most I've identified that <laughs> on the keyboard, oh. um, that um, they are, uh, I lost my train of thought with the cats. Let's oh. <laughs> you got your cats. They're, uh, they're having one. fun right now not usually here. So um, what was I talking about? You were talking about uh, identifying um, the, uh, we were talking about how, how, you know, how you're working with groups and you're giving them materials and you're talking them through and helping them identify. Yeah, it's such an individual process because um, everybody's lives are different and everybody's completely different. But um, I do have, I have guided people through various ways. And I know what I was going to say, the, the, it's the building a strong foundation. Um, a lot of times people dive into self-help or dive into personal development and they dive in the middle, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and um, they haven't built this strong foundation that's really going to allow them to soar in their life. So then those things tend to um, pull them back. And keep pulling them back um, and, until they actually um, kind of release those things, whether that be maybe some forgiveness from the past or um, just letting go of the past in general and, and saying it is it was what it was. It's not anymore. And what can I do now? You know, so. Um, so it's like building a house, you know, you, you go along and you like there's some there's new new stuff going up around me and and for the longest time it was like nothing was happening you know nothing was happening i would drive by and now i can see see stuff happening but you know what they were doing is they're building underground you know they're they're working on things that i can't see you know and so um and then when it when the buildings go up they go up really fast so it's the same thing with you and your personal development and trying to create a new image of yourself to go to a new level you know you want to just make sure that you're really solid in who you are and knowing your purpose and where you're going and and so that so that if things do catch you up you know what to do and, and it doesn't catch you up for long like you know it used to be i would get I would spend years stuck, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the past, I would spend years and then it would become months and then it became weeks and then it became days. And, you know, now it's usually, I don't know, maybe it'll be an hour or something like that, you know, that I might have like a down moment or like a little doubt or, or something creep in, but I know what to do to shift myself. Yeah. And and now I've had that experience that of it doesn't, you don't have to live your life in that, in that negative place, you know, that it's a complete choice, um, whether you live in a negative way or in a positive way and that you have control over that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're, you're the repetitions that you made resulted into like a fixed behavior now like you've basically yeah, rewritten you or rewired yeah. yourself 
yeah rewired your new new habits you have you're you're making new habits um and the old ones are 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 going away are getting more distant you know um maybe they're not completely dissolved but um the more distance you have from them the more strength you have at you know because you've built the new ones um it's not going to hold you back as much anymore so during the coaching you know there's there's a lot of instruction and learning how all of this works too and then just the practicing practical application doing your life getting stuck you know figuring out how to get unstuck how did i get myself here um how can i get myself out of here you know working it through um and that's why i usually coach people for a year because i want them to have a transformation by the time they're done I want them to be completely different, need a telescope to look back at who they were when they started. And um, that takes, you know, that takes accountability and support and coaching to get through those ups and downs in life um, as you're, as you're learning and growing as well. well now it's my, got now lots my, of animals here. yeah, one, one second, one second. All right. Take an animal break. I put mine out too. Yeah, that was a animal intermission. We had to <laughs> we had to kick them out. Um, that's hilarious. Uh, you you touched on purpose briefly, and and in the beginning of this this whole you know doing my podcast again, I purpose has kind of been like a recurring theme, and I'm super interested to hear like what your take on on purpose is and and discovering your own purpose. That's a good question. Um, so a couple things, I think it has like one of the signs is, is it's what do you love? You know, looking through your life, what have you always loved? Um, what do you love to do? Um, and I believe I do this exercise called finding your genius. And I believe that that is sort of like, I call it, there's a golden thread that runs through your life. And it started when you were born and you had this, you know, this purpose um, to your life when you were born. And it's like the golden thread is just like, your genius has been true for you your entire life, whether you've been aware of it or not. It's true now and it will be true for the rest of your life for you. And so it's really just tapping into that. What is your genius? Mm-hmm. And, and what, what is it that you are best at doing that no one else can do? And so, and again, that's a bit of an uncovering process. That's um, a little, I, I like to talk about, you know, the Snoopy character that has a cloud of dust around him. It's like, you know, you have this cloud of, um, of, of old habits and beliefs and the old you that's 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 um clouding your vision and um it clouds you from the vision of actually who you're meant to be and what you're supposed to do so as you release those things um you can you actually feel and sense more of more of your purpose more of who you are meant to be um and so that's a part of letting go of the old patterns and beliefs and habits as well. So when someone starts with me, they, they might not be clear on their purpose or what they want to do in their life, but they get more and more clear as their vision clears up. 
and uh, about themselves. Yeah. And as a coach, I mean, that's the benefit of having a coach because, and I know that everyone here has experienced this, like in a friend, like you can see the possibility for your friend, or I can see the possibility for Dr. Mike, you know, he can see the possibility for me, but you know, we can see it for other people, but we often can't see it for ourselves. Yeah. So the benefit of having like, and that's a gift that I would say I have is just to be able to really see um, the greatness in you and see the true you and allow you to um, let go of everything that's not that and unfold yourself. And so in the folding of yourself, then that purpose will become clear to you. So we have this exercise that we do in the coaching called finding your genius that gives you a two word phrase that is you. And, um, and I just find that when people <laughs> discover that it's like magic um, because they they have this knowingness that that is the truth of who they are um, and you recognize that truth within yourself what what would be an example of uh, the two-word phrase I can tell you mine mine is igniting transformation okay so, yeah yeah so it applies to your it applies to your your yeah your purpose right like as right, a, as, like as a coach I, it, who I am and what I do, but it's what I've been doing all of my life yeah. um, throughout my life. I mean, it started a really long time ago. Um, and you know, I intend to ignite transformation and, and um, one mind at a time and help other people transform their lives. So I'm trying to remember some other ones that we had in my class. I probably shouldn't say them because they're not mine, but mm -hmm. um, no it's, worries. Yeah, yeah I, I really like yeah. that. I just one example. Yeah. Yeah. Is I want because I wanted to see like, you know what? Because it's an action action word and a noun. Is, is that what yeah. it is? Um, so igniting transformation. Um, like, yeah. So wow. and it's a process that we go through, which is very powerful um, in discovering that. And in discovering that, what one of the things that you recognize is that the best times of your life and the worst times of your life actually are connected hmm. and and they're connected to this golden thread so it's pretty fascinating wow and you said so it's a you said it's like a document that you have that helps people kind of find their their phrase um it's not it's a process oh it's a process okay yeah, yeah. yeah. What is, what, if you don't mind, what does that kind of look, what does the process kind of look like? I mean, so is it, it's, it sounds like it's something that takes quite a bit of time, right? Yeah. Especially well, depending on. It, it, it's, um, it's kind of a group effort um, that we, there's some forms to fill out where you're really reflecting on your life, like the best of times, the worst of times, when you were on top of the world, when you were, you know, in the pits, what happened, you know, um, you, you fill out this questionnaire and then, um, and then we go through as a group helping each other um, um, kind of refine it because like you're, you go through and you tell the story, you know, to a group of people and then the group of people end up being your, you know, your heroes in a way, helping you to discover the truth of who you are. Um, and it's, it's a, it's an amazing process. Um, it's probably one of my favorite things to do because it's so creative and it comes out of like everybody is helping one person and and you're 
your you know throwing name words out and you're throwing things as the how does that fit how's this feel you know and then when you got it it's like they know um yeah. oftentimes they'll know instantly that that's it um, sometimes they go away for a few days and then come back with, you know, they have three to pick from and one of them becomes the one that they definitely know is their genius. Yeah. Um, and so then everything else in their life, they can start reflecting on how that's been true, how that is true for them now and what they maybe want to create in their life because of, of that knowing. Yeah. And then how to maybe apply it in a way that they can monetize it or you know build a company around it oh, and, sure. and serve other yeah, people sure. yeah that i i had mentioned this in a previous podcast and it, it sounds similar but it was like if you're unsure about where where you want to go ask the five closest people to you ask them like what you're good at and then you'll get an yeah. idea of um of you know who you who where your strengths are basically right and so yeah. it sounds like yeah, if you don't have a large group like the the one that you host, you can easily ask you, your brother, your sister, your your mom, your dad, and um. Yeah, I don't know if those would be good people. But <laughs> in this instance, it, but um, but it is a good idea. I mean, I don't think I've ever I've heard of doing that, and I've done it with a few people, but I think that takes a lot of courage to do that too. Yeah. Um, but it is a good a good way to find out about yourself when is of asking other people. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe just take away what you, what's constructive or what you resonate with out of anything that they, they tell you. Uh, Cause again, yeah. I mean, it, it goes back to like, if you ask your family to some degree, they're programmed in a certain way and that's probably yeah, exactly. likely what programmed you to these mm -hmm. thoughts. So mm -hmm. I guess yeah. be careful who you <laughs> maybe ask well, your some yeah. of your friends that you think are vibrating at a higher level than you maybe it would be, yeah, a, a that would better. be a good way good way to put it we i mean that's why you know one of the things that we i encourage is is to not to make your own decisions to learn to make your own decisions because when you ask somebody else's opinion you what you get is their their conditioning their paradigm yeah, their beliefs yep. you know you don't get a true answer you know it's like you don't get what you really are wanting <laughs> you know that's why you have to um the more you know yourself and the no you, more you know your purpose where you're going a decision becomes really easy and it's just like does it fit or doesn't it fit yeah yeah because because yeah. yeah when i feel like when you ask someone you know for advice they're essentially answering it from their point of view from mm -hmm. from their where they're at in their life yeah uh and so if they're at a lower vibration than you or if, yeah i mean essentially if they're at an equal or lower vibration than you then you probably don't want to take advice from this person because they're at yeah. they have maybe they have like a limiting belief or yeah. something uh which the best again, thing, the best thing, worst thing is to have friends, which I do now, which won't, which won't give you advice. You call them for advice and they're like, what, what do you think? Yes. <laughs> Don't yeah. you know the answer? What if you knew, what would you, what would, what would you think then? So well, yeah. it's like, what, it's what would you think? What would I tell you to do? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think I would tell you to do? Yeah. Like so that. those are the best kind of friends to have because they're not buying into, um, to your paradigm <laughs> yeah how do you surround yourself uh with people like that i mean what would be the easiest way 
I know you have a Facebook group, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, I have a Facebook group called Living Powerfully Community. Um, that's a, a Facebook group for women right now. And, um, and I would just, you know, keep, you know, you're welcome to come to that. <laughs> um, that's a great way. I do the weekly um, mindset topics there and do some other um, um, five day workshops and things like that within yeah. that group. Um, I do coach men as well. It's just that right now I have just the, the Facebook group for women. So, um, I think it's, um, you know, it's something like you have to ask yourself, what are the current people that are around me and do I need to, um, have some new friends, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so you either get in a coaching environment where you can, um, be in that environment of growth and, and, um, and have make new friends from that environment. Um, you know, um, you take set classes, workshops, seminars. Um, yeah, clubhouse. <laughs> clubhouse. Yeah, is... potentially you meet people. Or we met on Instagram. Yeah, yeah um, Instagram. So, yeah. so just be really careful with, you know, you have to guard your environment, I guess. You know, guard your, you've heard guard your mind. Mm -hmm. um, the reason you want to guard your mind is because, um, anything that you get emotionally involved with, you're going to recreate in your life. So you, you take in information from your senses and your outside world. And for example, TV, I mean, you have to under, you have to decide, am I going to turn the TV on or not? You know, am I going to get emotionally involved with the news or not? You know, you know, it's like, if you're most people know that know that you know having a constant barrage of tv in your life is not energetically good um mm -hmm. so um so you you have to start asking yourself some of these questions like what is this doing to my energy what you know not that not to say that you you eliminate your family from your life but maybe you spend less time with them or maybe you spend less time with some friends or maybe you know you're making so many new friends that are in the right place that it's not even like you're letting anyone go it's just that it's evolving so um so that's i mean that's pretty much been the truth for me it's like i just keep getting with more and more people that are either in a place I want to go or that are in a like-minded enough place where, where we're at, they're adding to my life rather than subtracting to my life. And, and just keep focusing on that. Cause what you focus on expands. So mm -hmm. um, if you keep focusing on the people that aren't helping your life, then that's just going to keep happening. So yeah. just, you know, try start looking for adding some, adding some um, more high vibe people into your life. Yeah. However, that's going to work out. This actually is a nice segue into the last question that I had for you is cool. what, what are some of the, you know, most that you, what are some of the most important tools you believe to be like very helpful? Like if someone made one change today, what would that change be? Or even two changes or three, your top three, maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think the first one is gratitude you know just having just um doing being grateful 
and being consciously grateful every single day for your environment, you know, whatever it is, you know, um, to when you shift, that's a very high vibration, gratitude. Um, when you're being grateful for something, you can't very well be angry about something. Um, so gratitude is in having a gratitude practice daily is super helpful for me. I like to get outside for a walk around sunrise to feel the vibration of the new day. It, it's, it's amazing to me. I, I just like every single day is different. It just juices me. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just like, I, I get so grateful and excited for a new day, you know? So, um, so getting, and, and, you know, nature actually, we like nature being in nature because it, it is at a high vibration. It is, um, taking all of that in. So gratitude, getting out in nature and then study, um, study and reading, um, really good materials and and this it's interesting because we say study um like bob proctor my mentor he's been reading think and grow rich for 60 years yeah <laughs> same book and you know he will read maybe a paragraph for 90 days you know well, yeah. and, think, and think about it and study it and how does that apply to me getting my goal um and so really really reading material and almost trying to get in the mind of the author that wrote the book, um, really diving deep into what does this word mean? I'm, I'm always looking up words <laughs> when yeah. I'm reading. Um, what does this word mean? And am I doing that? And, you know, just asking yourself questions about how does this apply to my life, about what you're reading, taking notes while, while you're reading and studying and really, you know, not just reading to read, but reading to understand and how you can use it to reach your goals and what you want in your life. Um, it's a great, it's very inspiring way to read. You don't, it, everything goes much slower. Getting through the book goes much slower, but it, that's not really the point. The, the point of, of studying is to um, understand. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. For anyone listening, I feel like the, the book we've been talking about the most here is Thinking Coat Rich. Uh, would you say that's a good book to kind of start on? <laughs> I don't know about start on, um, but it is a good book. Um, just, um, just know that, um, depending on your level of awareness, it may be hard to read. And what they, yeah. what Napoleon Hill says is you've got to read it at least three times. Yeah. Um, and so just plan on that, plan on reading it at least three times, and then it's going to start sinking in the more and more. And if you can get into some study about that material with myself or with somebody else, um, that's going to help you to understand what it, what it is. Um, one of the things Bob teaches um, really helped me to go back and be able to read thinking and grow rich in an easier way, in a new way, because I understood at a deeper way what he was talking about in that book. So, so that is a great book. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the uh, introductory version and 
you can give me your opinion, but uh, the four agreements. Four agreements is great. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was a great yeah. introductory book for yeah. people to just pick up. I, le- <laughs> I lent that book to somebody a long time ago, and that was that. Was that. For that <laughs> book, I never, I never bought a new one. Yeah, never, never got came back. back. Yeah. Never circled back. Let's just um, hope it was, uh, it was used. Used, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess another, another book that's kind of a classic is as a, as a man thinketh or as a woman thinketh by James Allen. Okay. If if you want to know about, and it's short, it's a little tiny little book, but it's packed. It's packed with information. Um, and, and it talks a lot about the thinking process and how the thinking is a source of everything. And, um, um, as you think, so you are. Well, yeah, I feel like, yeah, we can end it with that, with that quote. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been yeah. super fun. Uh, yeah, I, I learned a lot. I feel like the, the points you made are right on, you know, the right on with everything that I've been talking about on the podcast and with the other guests and, uh, and it's, it's actually repetitive to some degree in a good way, because if, you know, I've had three people on so far and a lot of the recommendations made to like start implementing in your life are, are essentially identical, you know, mm-hmm. practicing gratitude, getting out in nature and, and educating yourself. I, you know, they've all said the same thing. So, yeah. you know, for anyone listening, you know, if three people are telling you three professionals that know, you know, been doing this for a long time, if they're telling you that these are the things that can start to make an impact in your life and help you achieve the goals you want to achieve, then 100% get on yeah. it, implement at least one of them daily. Um, yeah, and that you don't know what you don't know, you know, so there's always more to learn. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Nash, what, where can people find you? Um, Obviously, I'm going to put it in the description below, but for anyone listening, maybe they, what's, what's your Instagram handle and all the good stuff? It's, it's Dr. Shelly Nash. Um, That's pretty much my handle in everything. (laughs) Dr. Shelly Nash. Um, DrShellyNash.com is my website. That's under reconstruction right now. Um, New one will probably be up in a month or so. Um, It's just up leveling everything. The Facebook group is Living Powerfully Community. And, um, I think that's that's pretty much it. If you awesome. you can always DM me in those places, um, and we can have a chat. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate yeah, it. Mike. Yeah. It's All right, guys. Great. All right. Bye. We'll see you at the next everyone. one. Bye. If you listen to this thing all the way through, you're the shit, and I love you. So thank you so much. Um, By this point, I'm pretty sure you're probably subscribed. If not, you can do that now. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And I hope to see you at the next one.